the Lax Factor Podcast. What is up? You were watching another episode of the Lax Factor Podcast. I originally was going to do conference tournament matchups uh, for the games today, tomorrow, and Saturday. Scrapping that. You guys don't care at this point right now. You've seen me talk about college lacrosse enough. Let's talk about something different today. Today, I want to talk about the dynamic between college coaches and officials, college players and officials. And then I want to talk about the dynamic all the way down between varsity coaches, officials, JV coaches and officials, club coaches and officials. And I've seen a lot of coaches, and I think most of these coaches are probably the lower level coaches, not to insult them in that way. It's just they're coaching the less important more important in terms of development, less important in terms of what's on the line. Uh, they're coaching those levels of lacrosse. And the other, you know, in the upper levels are just a totally different dynamic. It seems that coaches think that college coaches shouldn't be able to chirp officials because the rules say they can't. I'm going to argue differently. So I'm going to kind of file this under a coach's Q&A, but this is just going to be a normal podcast is what we're going to rip into. So I'm going to get right into it. First, We'll go through the levels. We'll go from the bottom up. Club-level coaches. You guys are important. You guys are some of the most important coaches in the game. And sadly, the problem with the club-level coaches is you're doing it for free, so you end up with a lot of idiots. You end up with a lot of prima donnas. You end up with a lot of dads that don't know what the hell they're doing, or even if they do, they lack the experience and the know-how and the knowledge to really properly work these relationships. A lot of guys go in way too hot at the club level. I think you guys are the most important because you're the ones developing these players, creating the, the love that these players have for the game. And because you're dealing with kids and you're dealing with volatile parents, there is no place in the sport of lacrosse for a club coach to be chirping officials. And the, the officials have all the power. So if you're a club coach and you're chirping an official and he's taking it, it's not because you're right. It's not because that guy is weak. Maybe that's why it is. But usually if you're chirping an official and he's tolerating it, it's because that's a strong official and he doesn't give a shit what you think. He's just there to collect his 30 bucks and move on and go drink beer later with his buddies. Um, but I would posit at the club level, no place for it. The kids do not need to see that right in front of them. And you're going to say, oh, well, they shouldn't see it at the college level either. We'll get to that. So at the club level, no one should be chirping officials. Parents, shut up. The officials don't care what you say. You're harassing them legitimately will cause them to call to make worse calls for your team. I've refed at the club tournament level and none of us care. We're just there to get a paycheck and to make sure kids don't hurt. So if you want to sit there and you've got five parents that are a-holes and the other team's parents are cool, you are going to call that game in favor of the team who doesn't have asshole parents. That is a fact. Even if you don't do it consciously, you are going to end up doing it subconsciously. And I posit a lot of officials, when you're only getting 30 bucks to do a game and you've got a group of asshole parents and coaches harassing you, you're going to, to screw them a little bit and you're going to laugh about it and they're going to be mad and indignant and nothing is going to happen to you as an official. You're going to move on with your life later on. You're going to get paid. The tournament organizer doesn't give a crap. They're not going to listen to a coach complain about an official. They may listen and pretend they're listening to you, but you best believe that same official will be doing, will be doing the next tournament and the next tournament and the next tournament. And you may not get invited back. So club level, no place for players chirping each other, coaches chirping refs, anything. Everybody shut up and watch your kids play. Let the coaches coach. Let the officials officiate. And if you know the official or if you have a dynamic in the official, you're going to know how much crap an official is willing to take. But I would say the club level, there's no place for it, period. Just coach. And that's it. You don't want to teach the kids these things at this point. There is a difference at different age groups of what kids are able to understand and then apply properly in their life. You start moving up to the JV level. 
my angle is that all the way up to the JV level, it should be about the same. Coaches should not be chirping officials at the JV level, although you're going to do a little bit more of that. The kids are a little bit older. Um, so, But I still say all the way up to the JV level, just shut up and coach. Develop the kids, shut up and coach. Parents, shut up, parent, and that's it. And, and the officials are told and taught at these various levels, at least in our area, you don't take any crap from parents or coaches at the club JV levels. You know, if you're dealing with youth, club, summer ball, tournaments and everything, a coach starts giving you crap, ding them immediately. Then they have no choice but to shut up. Isn't it? All these coaches that are feeling bad for the officials getting chirped. The officials don't give a shit. Don't feel bad for the officials. If they're a good official, they have control. They will just flag a coach when he gets out of line. And if he, they flag that coach the second time, coach is gone. In some cases, that means the team is gone. We had I coached at Broome Community College for six years as the head coach. We had a game where the other team's coach got a flag for chirping the official, and the official told him, if you get another one, coach, that you forfeit. They didn't have an assistant. So had he gotten ejected from the game and they were willing to eject him, it's over. We win the game and they have to go home. I didn't, as the opposing coach, I didn't want that to happen. We wanted to finish it because we were beating them up pretty good, but the officials controlled it and they didn't care. And they collected their $185 paycheck each at the end of our game. Now let's move forward to varsity. This is where it gets a little bit different at the, at the JV and below level. Nothing is on the line for anybody. Barely, your record barely matters at JV. In tournaments and club ball, no matter what coaches tell you, your record at club ball, playing tournaments, barely matters. You're, you're there to get exposure. You know what I mean? So there's nothing really on the line outside of at the micro level for the kids. That's the only thing that's on the line. How is that kid going to perform? How is that go- kid going to come off to college coaches? Yada, yada, yada. All right. So at the club level and all those levels, nothing's on the line. It doesn't matter. Stop harassing officials. At the varsity level, now we're dealing with officials that are getting paid 100 plus bucks a game plus travel and stuff is now on the line a little bit more. Now you've got playoff positions on the line. Now you've got coaches that know the officials a lot more. You have coaches at the varsity level that typically know the game a lot better uh, on average than the coaches at the lower levels. So as an official, we always kind of went by the rule, the, the logic that if we're being chirped at the varsity level, there may be a little bit more behind it than at the lower levels. And on top of it, we have relationships with these guys and it's a give and take. And and more importantly, once you get to the JV and varsity level, the coaches have recourse against you. So if you're a dick as an official at the varsity or JV level, you can be turned in to the head to, to the officiating organization and then you end up losing the ability to do certain games depending on who's right or who's wrong or how many complaints you get. But that it goes both ways. Officials can likewise get eject a coach at the varsity level and then that coach has to set out the next game. So at all levels, the officials have all the power. If you're a varsity coach, officials are going to cut you a little bit more slack and they're going to let the head coach ride them a little bit. But never let the players ride them. I, I coached at all levels. I would chirp officials as a coach. Our players never did. That was part of the thing. And that's part of the reason why I think at the higher levels, chirping officials a little bit is, is, is part of managing your own team and their own behavior. If they see that when shit hits the fan, you're willing to go to bat for them and you're willing to call that official out on a call that you think is bad, whether you do it measured or like a lunatic, depending on how you deal with those officials and, and your relationship with that official, um, that, that's okay. You know, I mean, I just don't get this logic that, nope, 
No one should, you shouldn't chirp the officials. It's in the rule book, unsportsmanlike, give them a penalty. That's not how it works. If you're, if you're the official that just throws the flag by the letter of the rule in terms of how unsportsmanlike works, you're going to get turned in and blackballed and you're not going to be able to officiate games anymore. Likewise, if you're the coach that's an asshole that's constantly chirping the officials and getting ejected from games, you're eventually going to lose your job as a coach. So the officials are the ones that really have the power. The officials aren't going to get fired from officiating because some lunatic coach gets mad at them and got ejected. What is going to happen, though, is uh, the reverse. If a coach continually shows a pattern of behavior that officials band together and start you know, flagging and ejecting coaches because they're a-holes, that coach, there will be re- repercussions. That team, that school, they can't have three different officiating crews kicking out their coach. If, if that happens, the coach is the problem, and the school will have no choice but to remove the coach. So there is a policing of this at the highest level of the high school ranks, as there should be. College level, get out of here with your complaints. How many times have you seen Bill Tierney screaming at an official from behind him right in his ear and see that official smiling? Bill Tierney is the is the face of yelling at, at officials. He is the pimp. I've heard ridiculously incredible stories from local officials here that have done Syracuse-Princeton games. Um, there was a famous, famous official here right now is uh, Joe Mars. Joe Mars used to tell incredible stories about Bill Tierney and about how he used to love it. Like he enjoyed having Bill Tierney to a degree ride him. And God bless his soul, Joe Mars. He was just, he was a great official. He was a great man and he was a real dude. And if he were here listening to everything I'm saying right now, he would agree with me. Bob Leary, I want you to agree with me too. At the college level, it is part of the gig. You get paid Boku bucks as an official to ref even junior college games. They are highly desirable and highly sought after games to do because you make, you know, you make as much in one college game with travel as you do doing two varsity high school games. And it's a lot easier of a, of a game to actually officiate. It is far easier officiating at the college level, even with its speed, than it is at the high, high, high school level. The higher the level of lacrosse, it gets a little bit easier to officiate, at least in terms of making calls, because the calls become a little more obvious as they, and there's less to call. The players are a little bit more skilled. You're going to have a lot, lot more brutal looking slashes that aren't really slashes because they're right on the gloves. So moral of the story, coaches at the college level can chirp officials. Officials accept it at the college level. It's that same give and take at the college level. If the, if the coach is out of line, you throw the flag. If the coach is out of line again, you throw the second flag. He is ejected. Typically at the college level, you throw that first flag. That coach is going to be on his best behavior throughout after that. The kicker is, and where you're seeing a college coach freak out on an official and they're not calling it, they have a personal relationship. That college coach his job is on the line. His livelihood is on the line. That game affects the way that he's able to maintain his family and his home. At the high school level, not the case. At the club level, not the case. There isn't as much on the line at the lower levels. Therefore, you don't get to chirp. It's not only that, though. It's kids. We're talking about the difference between a 17 and 18-year-old kid at the high, at the varsity level. They can hear their coach chirp and they can understand the more subtle dynamics behind that. And and a college kid, we're dealing with partially grown men at that point. So at the college level, the play, it's different. You can be a coach and say, Hey, I'm going to chirp the official. You shut the hell up on the field. Almost every coach that you see chirping officials, especially at the highest level of the sport, their players are typically not chirpers. The coach does the chirping for the whole team. And if you, if you polled officials, officials would tell you all day long, they will tolerate a head coach giving them crap in their ear as long as it doesn't cross the line. And they will 
greatly enjoy doing a game where that's the scenario where the coach is controlling his players and the coach is the only person chirping. And I get the feeling that a lot of you coaches are tend towards this SJW side a little bit. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just mean some of you think, well, it's not fair or, oh my gosh, that poor official, look what he's enduring. Or, oh my gosh, what are my youth club kids going to think if they see Bill Tierney screaming at, a, at an official? Raise your kids, man. Deal with your crap at the micro level. If you're crying because you're afraid you're going to lose control of your team or you're going, you're, maybe you're an AD that's afraid you're going to lose control of your coaches because of what Bill Tierney is doing, you are a loser, all right? Control your own kids. I tell my kids all the time, I sometimes cuss. You're a kid. You don't get to do that. That's just the way the world works. If you're going to start living by the I'm not going to do what I tell the kids to do. I'm going to be the example in every single scenario and whatever I want the kids to do, I'm going to do too. Good luck with that. And I, and I, I'm not saying that you don't want to lead by example. You do. But if you live too hard by that rigid rule of what's fair for me is fair for them. So I have to like totally just regulate my own behavior right down into being a child. You're, you're a child. You're not an adult. Then the, the way the world works, adults, sometimes get to do things that kids don't get to do. So let's use this analogy. In this case, the college coach is the adult. The club coach is the kid. And I'm not really drawing that parallel. I mean, like I said, the without the youth clo- uh, coaches and the guys in the trenches, we do not have g- great college players. There's a, lot, a smaller pool. You guys are ridiculously important to the game. More important to the game, you could even argue, than the college coaches. But... Take your heads out of your asses and realize that it doesn't work the same at all levels and it doesn't have to. The rule book does not have to be changed in, in the way that the officials interpret the unsportsmanlike conduct rule just to just because you want it to. The officials are officiating the game in a manner that they are comfortable with. The coaches are coaching a game in a way that they have worked it out with the officials. Every time you see a coach freaking out on an official, I won't say every time. Seven out of ten times you see a a college coach freaking out on an official. That official is not taking it personally. That coach often is smiling, if not on the outside, on the inside also. And by the end of that game, they're cool. An excellent story, and I'm going to drop names here. Hopefully Harry sees this. Harry Erie and I, when I coached lacrosse at Broome, Harry Erie was one of the lead officials that we would get all the time. Harry Erie and I did not get along. He was the only official that I legitimately didn't get along with. Now I'm not pretending all the officials loved me. I'm sure they didn't, but I was a fairly reasonable coach to most of them, and for some reason, Erie and I just went at it. I would chirp him every game, pretty much, until he threw that first flag on me. At the end of the game, it would be over. Great story, though. Harry Erie one time, after I got done yelling at him like I was his dad uh, until he finally threw the first flag on me and I had to shut up, he, an official's dream, he is at a restaurant and he's probably having a couple of beers with his buddy that he had had reffed with at that restaurant. I end up rolling into that restaurant late because I have to call the score and do the coach's stuff. Harry Erie, with maybe two or three beers in him, walks by my table where I'm sitting with my wife, just me and my wife. He stands there and he chirped me in the restaurant for two or three minutes. He was a complete a-hole about it. 
And I loved every minute of it. At the end of it, my wife was enraged. My wife wanted me to turn him in. My wife wanted me, she wanted me to be mad like she was. And I laughed my ass off because I told her, I can't even be mad at that. Here, I just got done yelling at this guy, like a grown man. I was yelling at him like I was his father and he's probably 10 years my elder. And he took it like a champion. He flagged me. He didn't take it personal on the field. He left and shook my hand and smiled when he left. He saw me in that restaurant. He chirped the shit out of me. I applauded him for it after. Years later, I quit coaching and I went into refing and I, I officiated a couple of high school games, varsity games with Harry. And Harry, he was the lead official. I was on his crew. And he said to me, like, looking back, are you sorry for any of that? Would you apologize for any of that? And I said, no. Like, now that I'm an official and I'm even on the other side of it, I do not regret any of the chirping I did to the officials. It was part of it. And as an official... I got chirped. I didn't get chirped a lot. At the varsity level, I find the coaches I worked with, I knew all of them because I had coached. I was recruiting their players. I played summer ball with them and stuff. So I knew all those guys. So they didn't, they didn't give me crap or anything like that. And we have a, we do section four in upstate New York. We do actually have a, a really good group of officials at the highest, at the top level. It starts to fall off in quality like it does everywhere else. Once you get past those top 10 guys or whatever, but we have some really good officials. Harry Erie is one of them, but I told him, no, I was not sorry for chirping you all those years ago. That that was how it worked. If I didn't chirp Erie, the other team's coach was going to chirp Erie. And I know enough about basic psychology to understand that humans are people pleasers. All right. The coach that does the better job of managing the relationship between the, the ref the coach that wins the ref battle uh, is the coach that often gets 52 to 55% of the calls in that game. Sometimes that means I'm going to be nice as pie no matter what they do. Sometimes that means, oh, crap, I've got to chirp this official. And another good story from my own personal experiences as a coach, same level. We're talking junior college across my first year of coaching. I have an official. I'm not going to name this guy's name because he did suck and he's an a-hole and he might even be a, a sex offender. Legitimately, not joking. Registered. I... I'm not going to cut that out either. I end up, um, we, we have a goal. A goal is scored. Ball is on the back of the net. It was obvious from where we were standing that the ball didn't go in. It was on the back of the net. He calls it a goal. Our goalie is trying to show him, look, the ball is on the back of the net. He's, tr- he's purposely not picking the ball up, trying to point. The ball is on the back of the net. The official will have nothing. I'm screaming from the sideline. Our goalie's frantic trying to show him. He will not have it. He literally picks the ball up off the back of the net, carries it up to the faceoff X and starts the next faceoff. So at this point, we were winning by six, seven goals at one point. The other team's coach got ejected. The other team's coach had chirped the official so badly that he had gotten ejected. And immediately after his ejection, they go on a three-goal run. We're now down to a four-goal game, three-goal game after that fake goal got scored on us. In my mind, I need a penalty. I'm thinking legitimately if I can just get a penalty now at this call because this call was ridiculous. I got to show my team I have their back and I purposely want to get a penalty hoping that I can then take a timeout and use that to fire up our squad a little bit like the other team used their coach being ejected as motivation. I start screaming across the field like a lunatic and I'm not going to say the guy's name. I used his first name over and over and over again. That's a shit call. So-and-so that is a shit call. I've never seen a, I I'm yelling at this guy waiting for him to just throw the flag on me, knowing he's going to throw the flag on me, except he doesn't. He listens to it. He listens to it some more in my head. I'm still yelling because I've gone too far. Now I've gone past the point of no return. I obviously now have to keep going until I get the penalty, but I'm thinking, come on, man, 
throw the flag on me. Throw the freaking flag on me, please, because I'm starting to look crazy at this point. Did not throw the flag on me. And, and you know what? That's not true. I'm thinking in the end, he eventually did throw the flag on me, but it took me literally a full 45 seconds to a minute to get him to finally toss that flag on me. I We end up winning the game 12-5 or 12-7 or some crap like that. And we, you know, we after I got my penalty, we scored a couple of unanswered goals. And you could make the argument that him getting ejected and me getting that penalty had absolutely no play on the outcome of that game. I'd posit that my getting that penalty in that moment fired my guys up a little bit, knowing they were wronged and that that helped us stop their run and move forward. Another side story that's really funny about this. This is my first year as a head coach. I'm the youngest head coach in the country at all levels at this point. I'm coming off the field through our coach's gate and my AD is waiting for me at the, um, at off the field. And I'm thinking he's going to yell at me. He's going to tell me, how could you act like that? He's going to tell me parents were complaining. He might even fire me as I get off the field and he's standing there. He goes, Hey, uh, coach, just one thing real quick. Um, moving forward in the future, just try not to call the official by his first name. We don't want coaches getting the wrong idea that you might know some of these guys. That was it. He didn't care that I said shit 15 times screaming like a lunatic. I literally must have looked like a crazy person. I wish I had it on video, but there was something behind it. The ref at the end of that game, he wasn't mad at me. At the end of the game, we actually had a good laugh as, oh my gosh, why why did you not throw it sooner? I wanted you to throw it immediately. If you had thrown it immediately, we would have been good, but you didn't. So I just had to keep yelling until you got it. Like we actually had a good laugh. He did a bunch more of our games, you know, so what? That So you, you're not seeing the full picture here. There, In my coaching experience, I will say there was an official, Harry Erie, that I gave crap to beyond what I probably should have. But that was just, it was the dynamic. Do I regret that one? Maybe a little bit. I also posit, and I think Harry Erie would agree, he was also bullheaded. And there was probably a sick, some kind of sick fascination on both of our sides where we almost, I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of enjoyed having an official as my adversary regularly. And maybe Harry doesn't feel the same way. I'm going to try to tag him in this, but in the end he was doing his job and he did his job admirably. I think that he would say, despite the fact I at times was a lunatic and that I, he felt I gave him some shit unnecessarily. And maybe I was wrong at times. I feel like he would still say, I did my job well. I had a team that did not chirp him. And that, that's the key thing too here that I really didn't touch on as I'm rambling. Players should never chirp the officials. That This is the key. And I, I'm hoping everybody gets to the end here to hear me throw this part out. Part of our rule as when I was a coach at all the levels, the coach is going to chirp the official where needed and, and, not where, and, and where it's not, we won't. The coach does all of that. The players, you shut your traps and you play lacrosse. If a play, one of my players chirped the officials, that kid was on the sideline and I was just about shaking him by the face mask. Now, before you get mad that I might have grabbed a kid by the face mask and shook him a little bit, yeah, I did that, but it was a college kid and that college kid would high-five me at the end of that game after that. So once again, relationships, people, you're looking at what you have at your lower levels of lacrosse. Maybe some of you that get indignant about this stuff are varsity coaches, but I believe probably most of the coaches that make big deals about other people's problems are these youth club coaches, JV coaches, club, summer club coaches, and things like that. You guys are the, are the worst defenders of this in terms of you're looking at other people's personal relationships with people. And you're thinking that they're wrong and everybody needs to do what you do. 
get out of here with that crap. You know what I mean? Like everybody has a different deal. I knew the players that I could get on. I knew the player that I could grab by the face mask and give them crap. I knew the player that I couldn't do that to. And I'm not saying I always dealt with players properly. I didn't. I We've misused players' skill levels before. Uh, there's been a couple of scenarios where I mistreated a player. We had a player quit after we got won our first game against a ranked team ever. That player quit that day, unhappy with his playing time. I chirped that player walking out the door. Another player quit that same game. We had both of our long poles quit because we had three long poles that that um, that felt that all, every one of them thought they should have been the starter. So two of them quit because they weren't the starter. The one, the only one that stayed was the starter. I chirped both of those kids on their way out the locker room like an a hole. I immediately, within a month, had reached out to both of them and apologized. I am not saying that all bad behavior is good. It is not, but not all behavior that you perceive as bad is actually bad. And then same, it goes the same way with the officials. Not every, you don't understand every interaction that's going on between Bill Tierney and the official that he's just ripping a new asshole. You do not know the dynamic. I dare say Bill Tierney and almost all of those officials that he deals with have some sort of understanding. I'm not saying that these officials don't talk bad about him behind his back, so on and so forth. But the reality is they do their jobs he does their, his job, and there is going to be interplay between them that is none of your damn business. I don't you, just because you're coaching youth club lacrosse or some club, maybe you're coaching an elite travel team. I don't care. I don't care. Mind your own business. If you don't like it, don't do it. If you think it's terrible that people are are chirping officials, start some organization like uh, there's that coaches alliance that is trying the positive coaching alliance or whatever it's called, where they're constantly trying to get coaches to be more positive. Cool. I will tell you what though. I would, from my sideline demeanor as a coach, you would not have assumed I was a positive coach all the time, but I think that from my players and I'm actually going to hope, hopefully some of my players see this and will comment and tag and, and pick on me or whatever. But I, I was fair. I would ride them hard and I would get angry at them. They would get angry at me, but I would get over it immediately there. I never held a grudge against a player. I never had a, a moment with a player that could have been looked at as negative that I didn't try to reach out to that player and fix it after. And there's going to be like three guys that I booted off the team that are all going to be like, no, Hoost is an asshole. But the reality was I was a player's coach. I wanted my players to have fun. I wanted my players to work hard. I wanted my players to know that I had their backs and they they knew that. Therefore, I coached teams that were always on average better behaved than the average team that we played against. And then that reflected to the officials. They would see that. And then the officials would cut me some slack as a coach when I rode them a little bit because they knew my team wasn't, you know, that that's the other part of it. If you have a team that shuts their mouths and just plays lacrosse, that officials going to notice that. And they're going to listen to you a little bit more as you're questioning their calls. Also, I, sorry, I ranted so long. I meant to do this quick, but I just wanted to get it all out there. This is the episode here for today. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We've got swag. We've got dope t-shirts that you could buy. We've got dope shorts that you can buy. Just go to www.laxfactor.com and you can see all that crap. We have more videos up there on the website. You can you know, check us out on our YouTube channel, but enjoy. Thank you for watching. And that is the end of my rant.